You know what I would? You know what I would do, Wolfgang? I would not watch this podcast again because it's absolutely. Sh- there will be eruptions, Scott. <laughs> there will be eruptions. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Drugs and Stuff with Dave Crosslin. I'm Scott McNally. All of our programming is brought to you by. You guys, the great people at Patreon, thank you guys seriously for all the support that you give to the channel. We're also brought to you by truenutrition.com. Hit me up if you have any questions about their flavors. Use our code THINK for additional savings and to support our programming. Check out Strom Sports Nutrition if you're in the UK. Great health and performance supplements over there. Great health stacks. And uh, if you're in the UK, you can also go to eval and get your blood work done by Dave. Let him eat for another, another let him pay the bills for another month. Uh, that'll help. That'll help. Especially especially if you bring a mattress with you. <laughs> yeah, he Dave needs a new mattress. It's uh, I I we could get into that. I don't know if he wants to. And last but not least, we are also brought to you by supplementsource.ca for our listeners in Canada. Great deals. In fact, Dave would call them blowout deals that they have that are rolling week to week. Dave, how you doing? We got a bunch of stuff including drugs in the news, tons of listener questions, and a bunch more guys. There's timestamps below. There's that. I I I have a very mixed outlook on life today. <laughs> wow, guys! I heard Dave just. Oh my God! Dave had to make a call to a company, and he just chewed this poor woman out. Something fierce, and he was very polite about it. At the same time, it was very British, and I was terrified. I just sat here in awe watching. <laughs> so so my mattress broke. Um, he. It basically failed. It came apart. It's a hybrid. He's a big guy, guys. You just give it's, him a break. It's, it's guaranteed. So I rang the company and they said, yes, yeah, send us pictures. Yeah, that's fine. We'll replace it in three weeks. And I said, right, well, you do a better one. Can I upgrade? They went, yeah, not a problem. Then they rang me and said, no, it'll be four weeks. Then they rang me and said, no, six weeks. And then it was seven weeks. So, yes, I had upgraded. But at the same time, you know, their mattress has failed. This mattress is causing me backache. It's not as bad as I told them it was, but it's still not brilliant. Then they came to deliver it on Friday and the van broke down, so they never turned up. Then they came to deliver it today and they went to the wrong address, even though the address is on the order. And then they've just delivered it and it's got blood on it. Your blood? No. So it may be theirs if they don't sort it very quickly. (laughs) So (laughs) I express my displeasure. Yes. I'm also tired. I am very tired at the moment. I, I definitely need a break. And yet, on Friday, and I'm not going to say any more of this, I'm going to be deliberately cryptic, and if it pisses people off, tough fucking titty. Ooh. But Ooh. on Friday, I may be in the process of completing a childhood dream. You are... I can't think of something real snide and comical to say offhand. I'm finally having the surgery and becoming a woman. There you go. You said it for me. Thank you. Thank you. I, this will also satisfy uh, Wolfgang. Uh, he made a couple comments this week, and he said, uh, um, he said, um, taking too long to get to the subject matter and indulging in boring persiflage. No. I, I genuinely do not know what that word means. I looked it I up. Am, I looked okay. it up. It means like... like Bollocks. Yeah, banter of like a, a mocking, like uh, self-indulgent mocking kind of way. Like me mm-hmm. and you mocking each other. Like, it, in a, mm-hmm. like a fake mocking of each other, which we do. 
All right. Spoiler alert. Dave no, and it's I, not fake. I genuinely yeah. don't fucking like you, but... <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm kidding. Dave's for real. He, he really fucking hates my guts. But So, Wolfgang. Yes. Yes, from, the bottom, of, yeah. from the bottom of my heart, I really don't give a shit. <laughs> he also had a question. He wanted to know about Sustanon. He wanted to do a deep dive on Sustanon, which, guess what? We'll do that. But we're not going to do that until the very end of the show. So you can use timestamps, which you could have done all along, or you could just have to deal with our persiflage because we're going to do a lot of I, that persiflage or whatever that word was today. <laughs> that sounds like some weird kinky sex shit, doesn't it? Yes. Um, I I do I do think actually that in all seriousness, Wolfgang would be much more satisfied with Scott Stevenson. Yeah, he just gets straight. Uh, it could be, could be, but with that's that, all that said, that's deep dive shit is up. It is. We'll get straight to the business now here, because like I said, we have a bunch of listener questions. But first, guys, we have steroids in the news. Dave, we've got a fun one today. It's almost going to be kind of a, I think, a debate because we discussed this a little bit before the show. Now, yeah, and you're wrong. Uh, I don't know about that. You're As wrong. it turns out. The Navy SEALs uh, are having issues with drugs. Turns out, here's a situation. Uh, a Navy SEAL guy, uh, so there's there's this thing called BUDS, and it's this very difficult uh, test that's multi-day test that they have to pass, and it pushes you to your absolute limits, both physically and mentally. And one of these poor souls died after. I guess they were seen giving him oxygen through the through the weekend and stuff. And uh, whatever happened, he ended up catching pneumonia. And shortly after Buds was over, he died. They searched his car. And guess what they found? They found syringes and anabolic steroids. Now, his mom said that he would never do that. He had to be holding them for his friends. There is that possibility. But... A lot of people have said that there is a lot of steroid use going on. The commanding officer ended up testing everybody who was at BUDS and 40 of them, count 40 of them, either claimed or either admitted to using anabolic steroids or they tested positive for them. Uh, they feel that they're under a great deal of pressure to, uh, to juice. And then this article raises questions. By the way, this is from the sandbox.us. Uh, Navy SEALs training has a drug problem. And this was sent to me by our listener, Phil. So thank you to Phil. He's the same guy who gave me the Christmas cabbage t-shirt. So anyway, um, Dave. 40 out of how many? I, you know, I don't have that number. I don't have that number because I right. wondered the same so, thing too. So 7RHA, which is armored helicopter, they're basically, putting it in layman terms, I'm not trying to be too insulting, but they are generally regarded as wannabe paras so they never quite make them out to paras but it's still kind of the fighting regiment um they hold the record for the number of people tested positive for steroids in one testing in the british army really so uh i think it was 22 the highest ranking being a, a warrant officer first class rsm okay so um you know, you put anybody, particularly now, particularly in today's modern age, you put anybody in 
an extreme performance environment, then there's it's not exactly hard to understand why they may turn to anabolics for use. Yeah. The weird thing is, um, now I know this is slightly different in the military, so within the British military, the elite fighting forces, they're generally actually quite small lads. They're incredibly fit. They have a very good power-to-weight ratio, but they don't carry huge amounts of muscle mass. Right. Uh, and part of that is just, one, because their fitness and their performance is much more enduro-based. Yeah. And, and obviously, you know, what you're going to do, carry your, chicken, your tubs of chicken and rice when you're on a five-day fucking stag. Of course not. You're going to be eating, like, a, one bite of, like, some sort of gruel that they give you per day. So That's the, what I assume point- you eat. Well, you're going to be on a rat pack. You're going to be on a rat pack. But the 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 problem with that is that it's it's not anabolic use. I wouldn't say is or certain anabolic use anyway it is probably not actually that brilliant for that environment. Mm, I, 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 uh, I argue that now. Man. I argue no, that. Hang on. Okay. Hang on. Fuck's sake. I don't want to hang on. No, shut up. Ooh, what? Um. But the, the, what you find, and this was a big thing that the, US, the UK forces found when they were in Afghanistan with the US sources, is that there is a a lot more respect given to the, the big lads in the US army than there is to the big lads in the UK army. Um, so the irony of it all was that there was much more anabolic use between around the US armed forces in Afghanistan than there was the UK armed forces in Afghanistan, particularly at the time because pro-hormones were perfectly legal and the fucking PXs were selling them. Mm. And a lot of UK soldiers came back from Afghanistan and failed drug tests because of um, SARM use or pro-hormone use. So um, there was an estimation at one point that within the UK guard regiments that one in 13 were using steroids. Yeah. But most most of the guys in the UK army still use for the same reason that most people do, which is image. Yeah. Um, uh, but the performance the special- side. That's, that's yeah, what there, I want to argue, Dave, is the performance there, there is side. Bit- you're going to get a huge performance bump from anabolic steroids. And if you're not eating, you're not growing. You're not going to. If you're doing a zillion push ups a day and running through the surf and climbing walls and dodging mortars, you're not going to gain any muscle or any weight. But dang, you're going to feel more motivated, more confident. You're going to be more assertive. So there's all the mental stuff. You're going to be more resilient, better recovery. Dude, if I was going into the SEALs and I had to go to Buds, I would be on so many different steroids. It would be insane. Yeah, but it is to an extent counterproductive. No, it's only I mean, going to help. Only going to help. No, it's not. Well, there's there's a good reason actually why the SAS in the UK there's very little steroid juice in the SAS because they're lame. No, because they don't fucking need it because it doesn't suit what they're doing. They just not. They're not they're, telling yeah. you. They're not telling yes. you. Yes, that's what it yes. is, Dave. Okay. That's what it is. They're okay. all on gear. Okay. They just are like, don't tell Dave. That they all said. They told me they said that. Actually, They're like, don't tell Dave. No, I mean, right? don't get me wrong. I get that there will be some performance boost in there, but it's not. I think a lot of guys will take large doses when actually it's not particularly necessary. You know, yeah. If you're at the top of your game, twenty, thirty milligram of T balls can have a huge impact on your performance. Agreed. In fact, what I would say, my thought would be. 
a good like TRT plus dose of testosterone would be plenty. the most, you know, that would be plenty really to help give you that, that edge. Maybe, but maybe it, a little something else, maybe a little, uh, EQ 300 milligrams, of EQ you, 300 tests. You've, you've also got to look at the practicality of this. Yeah. Now this is just a test and I get that scenario, but if you're actually out on operations and exercise, you've got to carry your gear you've got to carry your ejection technique you've got to be able to do it now if you're literally in fields yeah it starts to become problematic to administrate those drugs because how are you going to carry enough needles if you're away for an extended period of time yeah well, the way i understand though they're at a base and then they go off to do a job this and then is they come back this to the is base. particular test this is a particular test yes i get that no but, i mean when you're in the field from what i understand well, you'll have a base and then you leave the base to go into the field and then you come back so nice long faster you know we'll test uh, not not ne not necessarily if you're special ops yeah I, uh, okay that's the way i understood it but you could be right i don't know i'm not a specialist there i will tell you this though so i was discussing this uh over the weekend at swiss with uh, a, um, a very renowned doctor who was speaking there. I don't want to mention his name because I don't want to put him on the spot. But he told me the hypocrisy of the whole thing is that he works with guys that are at the high. Like he's in fact, he's good friends. His, him and his wife are good friends with somebody who is at the high end of special forces and mm -hmm. that they use three things, testosterone, modafinil and Ambien. That that's in your pack when you when you sign up and you're in special forces you're getting those three drugs are back to back to back going to be part of your life uh, and then victoria chimed in saying that she's talked to people that were in a position like that and the problem is that when they come out of that they don't do anything for you they don't they, they you just you just come off the drugs so you can have long-term issues uh, because you know there's no PCT in in the special forces. Just you're done with your mission. Now you're done. And that's it. So I don't know. You know, they're, they're, I, I find this to be much more of a political story than anything else. That all of a sudden, oh, I, I think that you know, that in particular is yeah. But I, I also think that I mean I don't see these guys running cycles in the terms of bodybuilding cycles. I agree. Yeah. Hey guys, I'm going to take a brief pause to shout out our advertisers. I'm going to try to make this quick, but keep in mind, they're responsible for helping us to put these shows out. If you guys want to support our programming, of course you can do so through Patreon. And thank you to everybody who supports the show through Patreon. I will have links to that below, as well as to all of our advertisers. If you shop with our advertisers, you'll get great products, products that I stand behind, and you'll also be supporting our programming. First of all, check out truenutrition.com if you're in the U.S. I use their hydrolyzed beef collagen every day, and I use their citrulline malate, beta alanine, and EAA on days that I train. They have high quality protein powders and tons of flavors. Hit me up if you have any questions. Use our code THINK over there. You'll get some additional savings, plus you'll support our programming and you'll get some high quality third-party tested supplements. If you're in Canada, check out supplementsource.ca. They have blowout deals on top name brand supplements. Uh, they constantly have different things happening, so be sure to go to their site and check them out. I recently saw Carbolin for like 30 bucks off. I mean, you really can't beat those prices. Plus, they have free shipping over $99. If you're in the UK, then you probably already know about Strom Sports. They're one of the leader in health supplements in the United Kingdom. Strom Sports Nutrition has standalone supplements like NAC and Tutka, and they have finished blends like Support Max, a high-quality, well-priced on-cycle support stat. I have links below to everything. Thanks for watching. Thanks for your support. 
Okay. Well, hey, let's jump on to the um, the listener questions because we do have a ton of them. Like we have an absolute ton of them. Um, first one is from Paul. And uh, he says, uh, let's see. So he sent to the, by the way, shout out to Paul. He just signed up for Patreon. Thank you very much. And he also posted this at YouTube. If you guys want to take part in the next show, comment on YouTube. We, that's where we take our questions. He says, um, so he's seven weeks out from his first contest. His cycle is 500 test, 400 primo, 200 mass, 200 trend, uh, 25 daily winstrel. Um he says that uh, seven weeks out and he's having libido issues. Yeah, what do we think about that? And shout out to him. He's from Michigan. He's doing the Western. Tell Remy I said hello. The promoter. Possibly, possibly low estrogen. That's what I told him, man. Right out the uh, gate. Yeah. Uh, I mean, his primo and his he, everything else, dose-wise, shouldn't be over the top, but he also got 25 mig of uh, Proviron in there, hasn't he? No, sorry, oh, Winstrel, Winstrel in there as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would suspect that my first protocol would be low estrogen. Yeah. Oh, we did have a Peter. He he did comment. We had a bunch of stuff about, I guess I missed all those comments. He said, um, what the hell these guys put themselves through, I would no doubt be gassed up hard. Recovery alone would be worth it. Also, with how low their food is, I'd want every chance to hold on to tissue. That's probably a good point, man. I imagine, yeah, it'd be uh, it'd be tough. Yeah, but I said that I don't, in my opinion anyway, particularly from what I've spoken to with the SAS guys, is that, they're not bothered about holding tissue. They're just bothered about performance. And and whatever that takes is fine. Yeah. <clears throat> we had a long list of supplements here that Josh had sent us. Also from Patreon. We had two Patreon questions. So I wanted to bring this one in. Man, he's got like a list of 19 different supplements. He says he takes 40 effing pills every day. And he feels he may be wasting tons of money on unnecessary supplements. Can you see that list there, Dave? That mm -hmm. way I don't have to read them all. Mm-hmm. I mean, here's the thing is a lot of this stuff looks like it's really beneficial. But multi, citrus bergamot, digestion aid. It, it is all beneficial, but do you need it is a second question. Is 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 a, a very valid argument. And I don't think it's one we you can really we can really answer at this point. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've always found that the better your diet is and the healthier your diet is, the less need there is for supplementation. And I use very little supplementation throughout my whole bodybuilding time. Yeah. Um, I mean, out of what he's got there, I would drop the fish oil, keep the creole oil, I'd drop the BCAAs. Um, Fiber he should be getting from his diet. Finasteride will depend on obviously what he's doing drug wise. So there's a few that could go very early on. Yeah, uh, like but, if he doesn't lot, need it, right? Yeah, but a lot depends on on what he's doing drug wise and where he is with things. Like, would you run Tutka year round? No. Yeah, I no. wouldn't either. But I definitely think it's a I'm, great tool to have. I'm 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 curious about TDCA. Um, we know it low, lowers enzymes, okay, so we know that. My curiosity is, does it actually help support the liver, or does it just lower the enzyme production that the liver creates when it's stressed? 
Hmm. I think it's beneficial. Well, I think it is because it's used medically with alcoholics and stuff like that. Mm. Um, but I'm just curious as to, you know, is it just lowering markers or is it actually having a positive impact? Because yeah. when we look at liver, we look at markers. We don't generally look at anything else. Yeah, like, for instance, uh, flushing niacin will definitely improve your cholesterol. But I guess from what I understand, and don't quote me on this, but I, from what I understood, there's no changes in all-cause mortality if you use flushing niacin. So hmm. you may change the markers, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to live longer. But, mm. you know, so, can't hurt, I guess. That would be my thought. Well, I see, yeah, I don't think there's anything negative in, from TUDCA, to be fair. But I'm just curious, apart from potentially a false economy. Yeah. But right. I don't know if it's true. It's just something that I'm curious about. Vasco, um, he says, um, I have been... Uh, I have been and continue to be in a cruise phase until January 1st. However, I doubt that I will able I will be able to get as lean as I would like to be by that day with holidays and vacation trips coming up. That being said, is there any benefit to hopping back on while continuing in a calorie deficit or maintenance? In other words, is there a chance that being on cycle will speed up fat loss, assuming that diet, sleep, training, stress, lifestyle remain static? Or would I be putting my body through unnecessary stress that would yield uh, negligible progress due to the lack of sufficient calorie intake? Some sources claim that given sufficient high body fat, your metabolism will put the necessary energy from storage to facilitate growth and repair of muscle tissue. Others claim this is false. This conflicting information has put me into a, my current conundrum. I would say that I agree with the metabolism of fat creating enough energy store release to recomp but that there is a limitation there depending on body fat levels. So depending on where he is on a body fat level is how effective going back on and trying to recomp while on will help. Hmm. Um, there will be some slight increase in metabolism going back on anabolics and therefore a slight increase in calorie burn. There's no denying that. Um, would it be dramatic enough to warrant the offset you're going to get with regards to using the cycle and then potentially limiting when you can next use a cycle further down the line because of time off and everything else that you need to factor in? I would suggest that unless he's a real fat fuck um, and he's going to be able to do a complete cycle with recomp, that I would probably stay clean and wait until he hits his targeted body fat levels before he does whatever he's doing next. Yeah. I, I wonder what his goal is. Like once he gets lean, like is is he trying to get recomped so that he can start another cycle for a growth phase? You know I would assume so. I would okay. assume so. That's 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 where I am with it anyway. That's what I'm assuming is that yeah. his improvement in condition in this, this cruising area is to prep for another push. Okay. Then yeah, in that case, man, I mean if he's not getting the results he wants what doing what he's doing now adding gear is not gonna magically change that you know what i mean well i think 
I think it's just seasonal. What his, his argument is that he's got a vacation coming up this holiday, seasonal holidays, and so he's not in a position where he's that strict that he's going to forgo the festivities. So he uh-huh. knows that they're going to have an impact on his progress. And, and is it worth dropping some gear in in January just to uh-huh. get that last bit off? Uh-huh. I'd have said no. I'd yeah. have said just I'm with up you. the cardio. Yeah, I'm with you. Ooh, all right. T had one for us. She is a bikini competitor. She says, and she posted this on the last show, and I missed it. She said, uh, I'm a bikini competitor. I just finished my first season. I've decided to have around eight-month building phase before my next prep. I'm on 12 milligrams of test per week for the for the past year. I'm, cur- I'm thinking of adding in a primo cycle. Um, at peak of bulk, any suggestions of dosing, cycle length, or alternative PEDs? My previous bulking phase was 21 milligrams of test per week. That put me at 270 nanograms, uh, nine weeks, D-ball 10 milligrams every day for six weeks, and got great results going into contests, uh, 12 milligrams per week, and of our 10 milligrams every day, six weeks swapping to Winstrel 10 milligrams, three weeks going into show. The reason why I'm looking at Primo is to lower my exposure to orals, liver stress. Thank you kindly. Also, I'm really glad I found your podcast. I've been looking forward to getting my full blood done at Eval at the end of November. Oh, so she is, she's British, Dave. There's a big, big move over here at the moment for, for female competitors, bikini figure and such like to run what they're coining as Femtest. Yeah. Um, but 12 milligrams for an extended period of time for me is too high. For bikini especially. Yeah. Um, from a cyclic point of view, okay, 8, 10 weeks, yeah, I get it that's possibly viable but running it long term no um a lot of it i mean she's done it in ngdl but uh and i can't off the top of my head convert that but you're going to be looking at putting a female if you put a female around two to three n mole um i found they they get quite good progress at that as a baseline level with not huge amounts of virilization uh, I'm not for one moment saying that I recommend that. I'm just saying yeah. that's what I'm seeing in the competitors, and, and they seem to be getting very good results off that. Okay. And that that will normally come from as low as 5 mega test end a week. Hmm. So to run 12 seems high to me. Yeah. Uh, and I would be more concerned about the long-term impacts of 12 milligrams of test a week than I would about sticking in 10 milligrams of D-ball for fucking six weeks. I, I don't like the D-ball. I, I just well, don't I, care I, for I it. it. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, and I think, you know, I, I'll tell you that I'm working with a national level uh, competitor in bikini right now who has gotten as close to her pro card as missing it by one place. We've repeatedly been in the first call out and she's done nothing near this. Um, I've worked with two bikini competitors that both won their pro cards. One of them placed as high as second at the Savannah Pro, which was a huge show, and neither of them used any gear at all. I would suggest to be careful 
Bikini is going to be a lot about your structure. And although there is a decent level of development involved in the division, especially nowadays, it really is at the end of the day going to be about your structure. If you were looking to do figure, if you were looking to do women's physique, then I think there is going to be a higher need for gear. I think that the risks are the risk to benefit is to me not worth it to use drugs that can have a virilizing effect. And although you may not have had it yet or you don't notice it yet, it will build up. This will happen. And a big part of the division is beauty, too. And if you can't get where you need to be while maintaining that beauty, then the the hard reality is that division might not be for you. So I don't know. I'll I'll, I'll say it as that, I guess. And I say I mean, this out she, of care because I don't want to see her hurt herself, do something that she regrets. Yeah, I mean, she said it was a first competitive season. I'd be curious as to know how long she's actually been training. Yeah, but uh, and there, there is there is a, a big there seems to be a big move over here anyway at the moment towards females running low dose tests year round. Uh, it seems to be the new in thing for female competitors to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, there, I can see there being some benefits to it. You know, I've had issues with girls who already, okay, if you're already suppressed and, and then you're taking an androgen, like say, then you're taking Anivar, let's say, then you no longer have any estrogen in your body. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I've had women that then feel crappy you know because their their hormones were already suppressed going into it they didn't produce enough estrogen to begin with they didn't produce enough testosterone to begin with they don't have the estrogen so they feel crappy and they go on test and they feel a lot better but it's real easy to overdo that you know be mm. thought. yeah no i agree i've used with one person um We've done cycle-wise 10 milligrams of test, and then we backed it down to six. And we used that because she would use a small dose of EQ. EQ worked really well for her. And uh, we kept the test in at six milligrams, and that helped her to feel good. If she didn't have the, the test in, then the EQ itself made her feel really awful. So, And I want to say it was something like 40 milligrams of EQ per week. So anyway, I hope that helps her in. Yeah. Just take your time. Oh yeah. Great video again, guys. Fingers crossed. Dave doesn't end up in a box. I want more videos. So Dave, you didn't lose the key last week. That's what I heard. No, no. So on, the, as you come into the clinic or the office, where you want to call it, which is above the garages. Yeah. Um, you come in, there's a little entrance lobby. There's some stairs up and then there's, the bathroom is underneath the stairs. Uh, and there's a little unit there where there's a smelly candle thing, and I usually just drop the keys there. There was a box of flyers there. So I dropped the keys in the top of the box. Yeah. And then the boss lady decided to move the box into the garages, into where all the racking is for the storage, and she'd knocked them over, and so she'd lost the key, not me. So how much heat did you get? for having lost the key. I didn't actually get much. She was getting very stressed and wound up about it. But yeah. I, like I said to her, he, I went over, I unlocked, I put the key down. 
if it's not upstairs in the office, then it has to be somewhere in that because that's where I would put the key. Yeah. And then she she went into the store to get something, and she lifted the box up because it was fallen over, and and the flies had fallen out, and there was a key. <laughs> you like that little sound effect? It was perfect timing, huh? Do you ever? You guys didn't have the prices right over there, did you? The TV show. Yes, we did. You yeah, did? We did. Okay. Yeah, because when you failed. You know, like you didn't get it right, then they would give you a. We we didn't get that sound effect though. Oh no! Okay. Um, excellent info as usual. Question for the next podcast: What is your opinion on encapsulating oral steroids in hydroxypropylbetacyclodextrin? Do you like that? In order to increase sublingual absorption of uh, pre-workout. Why would you fucking bother? It was used in the pro-hormone golden period uh, with one testosterone. In my opinion, no disrespect to Philippos, but in, in my opinion, this is over-sciencing, it's overthinking bollocks that has no real-world impact and really isn't a concern. Forget it. You can take a little more D-ball or whatever oral you're taking. Yeah, so what what would be the point? Sublingual. So that's going to not have to pass through your liver if you absorb no, still, more of no, it. It's, no, it's still going to the bloodstream. So it's still going through the liver. But it misses the first pass, right? It so misses it goes, the first pass, yeah. And then it hits it again. It hits it, though, once it circulates. Yeah. So you still – it's – it's direct into the bloodstream, so pre-workout, obviously, it's a very fast way to get in to your system. There you go. Okay. Um, but I just... It's one of these things that I think the real-world effect is, you know what, you'd probably do better by just actually making a bit more effort in the gym. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, that's a fair that's, statement. That's not directed at him, personally, because I have no idea how he trains. But Of course. You know, it, it's, it's just a case of people overthink and overscience shit and forget to actually just to quote Ronnie Coleman lift fucking big weights yeah um you know it's come on just there's, there's I very few people have I met uh, and myself I include in this that couldn't improve their training yeah that's so true dude I totally agree so I wouldn't start going beyond the basics of drug use and start looking at these very scientific, very specific protocols and timings and extra that and worrying about these finite details until you are at least at the top 5% of your training ability. Yeah. Yeah. There's always more that we can do. And if there's only so much time in the day. So if mm -hmm. you're spending all that time trying to get into these little nuances of using drugs in ways that we haven't traditionally used them, looking for some type of an edge there. Let's say it is better. Let's say that it is better. And let's say that you do absorb a little bit more of that oral pre-workout. Is that going to change the end result as much as if you were to invest 10% more time into figuring out your training? You know, that's, exactly. I back you yeah, up. Exactly. I back you up. I, exactly. You know, I mean, there's plenty of good physiques being built in the 80s and 90s. And though there was high drug use, there wasn't this over-sciencing of drug use. Yes. All right. Tom has one for us. He says, question for the next show. I'm a power lifter approaching a competition. 
I'm using Anavar on training days, but uh, will rest the week before the competition. How should I use orals before competing? So he's using them on a very regular basis while he trains, but he's not going to be training one week out. Well, I wouldn't use Anavar. I'd use Oxy. Uh, that's the first thing. <laughs> what, if he has to make a, what if he has to make a weight class? Yeah. Then I'd use Halo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I would. I just run them, run them daily for the last week. Yeah, yeah. I'd prefer that anyway with Anavar. I don't find Anavar is like a great one-shot compound. Like it's not a great pre-workout compound compared to no. some other drugs. You know, Oxy. Question for the next show. Currently testing out a 10 milligram a day D ball only. Um, that does it does not shut you down. Uh, mythological cycle. Um, would uh, excuse me, I gotta read it from up here. Okay, would an in depth blood test be able to tell my own natural T levels apart from the D ball? The whole point in this is to keep natural test running. Love the show and what you guys do. Thanks, Leo. Right. So, okay. Your body has a series of androgen receptors and estrogen receptors attached to the hypothalamus and the pituitary that regulate your output of GnRH, FSH, and LH. As hormone levels elevate through the use of ex exogenous hormones or exogenous hormones, however you want to fucking pronounce it, um, those receptors sense elevation and reduce signaling. And reduced signaling will eventually keep reducing, reducing until eventually it shuts down. When you have something like Tren or Deca, very high binding affinity drugs, that signaling shutdown happens much quicker because the receptors sense the presence of the andro uh, androgens much, much higher. However, once you're shut down, you're shut down. Yeah. It is possible to run a very low-dose orals, which will therefore not overly increase your androgen levels and subsequently your estrogen levels. And as a result, you will not fully shut down. You will just semi-suppress signaling as the signal levels are dropped to regulate your hormone level to keep it within natural ranges. Yes. When yes. you start pushing hormone levels out of natural range, your signaling will start to decrease and eventually result in shutdown. That is the mechanism. That's how it works. You don't cheat that. Yeah. Um, so by running 10 milligram of D-Ball, you are potentially going to maintain a very low level of signal hormone and therefore a very low level of natural production. You don't need any special tests to separate the synthetic from the natural because all you need to do is look at your FSH and your LH levels. Ah. If, your L if your LH levels are present, then you are producing signaling and therefore you are producing some mild amounts of natural testosterone. It sounds like he's already doing this. I feel like you would really need to con have a control, test those things before you started, you know, so you know where they're at, then test them again. My thought was he could test his test levels before he did this and then test his mm -hmm. test levels after he's done. 
But the thing, the point is that shutdown is not an on-off switch. It's a sliding scale. Yeah. You know, so as hormone levels elevate, the intensity the intensity of shutdown increases. Yeah. But what once you get to a certain point where FSH and LH stop, so less than 0.3, that's it. You shut down. You don't get more shut down. You just yeah. shut down. <laughs> All right. You know, when I, when I turn my car off, it's turned off. I can't turn the key more to the left and make it more turned off. Matt Blevin said, I love when Dave gets the not this again look on his face. I, 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 I have a real conflict here because I, I, I genuinely don't think there are stupid questions because at the end of the day, if someone doesn't know something and they're asking Absolutely. for knowledge, they're, they're doing the right thing. But at the same time, you do can get a bit tired of going through the same old shit over and over and over and over. Uh, and it's not a reflection on the person that asked the question at all because he's actually done a, a very right thing. Is He's asked a question. You know, he's trying to find out information and research comes from reading online books and talking to people. I mean, I get research from talking to peers. I talk to professors. I talk to yeah. whoever I might be able to gain information from. You know, clever people like Scott. Not you, the other Scott, the proper clever mm. Scott. You're not clever Scott. You're stupid, Scott. Yeah, that's 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 the Scott sound. That's the you Scott sound effect. Um, you know, so there's nothing wrong with that. It's just you do get a little bit sometimes of going through the same stuff over and over well, and over again. You know, because you know where it came from. You know, mm. you know there was an article in the message boards where somebody claimed that this was a good idea. And then that's trickled to a zillion well, the, people that are this, reading about Debal online, you know. This is this is the other big question is that if you want to grow Yeah. In the terms of anabolic steroid cycle use grow, then you are not gonna grow by running ten milligrams of Debal. You are just gonna replace what you would naturally have produced. Your natural Debal production? Yes, your natural people production. Well, obviously, <laughs> I know what you meant. I know what you meant. <laughs> the, um, well, yeah, uh, the other thing as well is that orals don't engage the androgen receptor. Okay. So they go, they oh god, I'm brain just gone blank. Non-genomic. Thank you. Genomic and no genomic receptors. Thank you. So you're actually stimulating muscles, uh, you know, receptors through a different pathway, which isn't as efficient. As well, is it? We don't know if it's as efficient or not. No, I don't. But think I get it what is. you mean, though. You know, I mean, realistically, you're you're not gonna. I mean, why not just why not just run a cycle at that point? So, well, so, so the question is, what do you hope to gain from this? Yeah. You know, yeah. So you may not fully suppress yourself, but you're not gonna get any major progress either. So, it, it, yeah. well, you end up this halfway situation where you're not going forward, you're not going backwards, you're just not going anywhere. So, you know, I would I would say, you know, what are you looking is if this is just an experiment, mm -hmm. fine. If you're actually hoping to make progression and gain from this, yeah, you're really pissing up the wrong tree here. There you go. I think that's a good answer. All right, well, John. Pissing up us. the wrong tree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really is. Question for the next show. I ran test in EQ for my second cycle, both at five hundred milligrams. It didn't feel vastly different from my first cycle at 500 test felt mildly mild cosmetic changes 
and minor cardio improvements this time. I heard Scott say that you need to run EQ higher. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, I never said that. I yes, said I, yes, you did. I yes, once, you did. He said so. I said I once thought that. I heard Scott say you need to run EQ higher. So I was wondering, should I... Uh, even run EQ altogether and uh, just up the test um, come next cycle or maybe I should add DECA. I really don't want to exceed more than a gram of gear per week. No, come on now. Gram is a diff a gram can be a very different cycle than a gram depending on what's in the compounds. But that said, hold on. I just I got to clear this up. I said that I thought I ran I ran a low dose of EQ. I got the same exact response as him. Now I had run test, I had run test and D ball, I had run test and DECA, I ran test, DECA, and D ball. And then I was like, you know what, I'm gonna try EQ. And I took like five hundred test, four hundred EQ, and I was disappointed because I already did a lot of other cycles that I got a lot more out of and it didn't give me that same effect. So I rode off EQ for a long time. And then when I came back to it one year, I was like, you know what? It might help my appetite. I'm gonna try it again. But this time I'm gonna run a lot of EQ. And guess what? It did work really well. Since then though, I mean, cause you, you take a lot of steroids, they do work really well, you know, just fact. But I've since then learned that you know, that it was my specific situation previously, why I didn't do as well as I could have, uh, would like to have. Um, I do really well with guys using as low as like 300 EQ. I wouldn't use less personally than 300 EQ, but that 300 to 500 range is fantastic. But you know what too? Every compound is gonna be unique. Some people are gonna get more out of some compounds than others. If you had an experience where this wasn't good for you, then maybe try something else, you know? That'd be my thought. But I also made the mistake of just saying, why don't I double up the test? And when I did that, I got a lot more side effects because one of the beautiful things about a drug like EQ is it doesn't have all those same heavy androgenic side effects as just taking more test would. So you can push that total anabolic up higher without having to deal with all the acne that all the, that a lot more tests provided for me. So I don't know. What's your thoughts, Dave? You said use more EQ. <laughs> All right, one more time. Um, I, I think there's too many variables. I think uh, that th this is always the big problem with this sort of thing. There's there's too many variables. Yeah. Um, the first one being the gear could be shit. The yeah, there's one that. Being, are you you know training effectively? If if you're if you cannot make progress naturally or legit TRT, then I would strongly argue that there is no point in doing a cycle because your fundamental base isn't working. Now, I'm not saying that you're going to gain 10 pounds of muscle clean, mm -hmm. but you should be able to make solid, steady progress. Slow yeah. and low amounts because you are not running enough drugs, but you should still be able to make progress because that will show that the basic mechanism of what you're doing works. If you are not doing that, then all that drugs are going to provide is a temporary relief. Um, so if you don't get what you want out of a cycle, could be the drugs. Could be. Could be the dosing. Could be. But it could also be that you're just not doing the work. Hmm. But that's a difficult conversation to have with yourself. But it's a good one to have. Hmm. I was just looking at Alfonso's question here. Oh, no. Is that, what is that? 
I don't know. Oh, I thought that was the the bad people. No, that wasn't that wasn't my phone ringing unprofessionally in the middle of the podcast. I like your ringer. It's like a disco theme. Every time that goes off, I have to dance. Um, Alfonso said, great show, guys. I pretty much stopped doing all isolation movements in machines and just do compounds. Uh, I don't even curl anymore and just throw extra chins and pull-ups. I think if I keep the nutrition on point, I still improve building lean mass. Um, if you're not stepping on stage and just want to look good, do you need the isolation? Um, how much arm size will I miss out on? And he adds, FYI, when I was an army prosecutor, um, we never prosecuted users as long as they weren't trying to sell on base or advocate use. He was an army prosecutor. Yeah, Alfonso uh, Gam Gamboni. Is that how you say it? Yeah, the, yeah, lawyer. the, the, the lawyer, yeah. yeah. Um, he looks like a lawyer in that picture. I would fucking hire him if I needed a lawyer. The thing is, your muscle doesn't know in detail what exercise you're doing. It knows the load you stress upon it and the movement it's making. So, you know, if you do a reverse parallel grip, shoulder width, chin, then you're effectively doing a bicep curl. Yeah. Um, and so your bicep will activate in the same way as a bicep curl does. So do you need machines? No. Are they convenient? Yes. Especially when you turn an old fart and you've got dodgy joints and bad back and shit like that, you can still stimulate muscle without sticking to compounds, which can sometimes be counterproductive if you've got injuries. Yeah. But there's no, you can grow a good physique on, on compounds. You don't need isolations. There's, 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 it's, it's not particularly about the exercise you use, it's about the muscle, the movement of the muscle you're working. And the stresses you therefore load upon it. That's what causes growth. So you could curl an EZ bar in a gym, or you could pick up a heavy bag of shopping. The movement that your muscle does is exactly the same. Yeah. And so you'll get the same stimulus, as long as the weight and intensity is equal. I would say go for it. And if you're not happy with the results, then add isolation back in. I think what you get from compound work is you get a functionality which carries over into everyday movement much greater than isolation movements on machines does. I could see that. So, so you can trash your back on, on isolation on machine, you know, machine rows, lap pull downs, all those sort of things. Yeah, and, and get a very good back development. But if you actually did chents and deads and bent over rows you would also get much more core development, much more hip flexor development and stability, and therefore your actual movement in everyday life would be greatly enhanced. That's not going to come yeah. from sitting on a lap pull down. It's interesting. Uh, Mike Davies, who is a very old school coach, lives down in Columbus. Um, he, he worked with a lot of women. He still works with a lot of people, but he, he's worked with a ton of women, uh, Olympians, really good uh, female competitors, especially in the fitness division, especially like back in the day when that was popular. And nowadays he works with a lot of like classic guys and men's physique guys. His training belief is around using muscles within their chain of movement. 
Not just, mm-hmm. he said the problem he sees in a lot of physique nowadays is that they look Frankenstein together. Everybody's trying to train everything in isolation versus if you use things in the chain the way they're supposed to be, then you end up with a more athletic looking physique. And I, I kind of get what he means by that, you know? Yeah, I would say you do, but you're also limited then by the weakest link in the chain. Absolutely. And I would think whereas, at some point you might need to do some extra curls or something, you know, whereas isolation movement allows you to maximize the development of each individual muscle. So it may not be the most aesthetic look and it may not be the most functional physique. But if your goal is outright mass, then it's the more effective way of growing outright mass. Agree. Um, I think you would have a limitation on overall mass by working on compounds only. only. Yeah, I would agree. This is one for you, Dave. I wasn't sure how to answer this one. And you're the lab work guy over there at Eval because you not only do lab work, but then you also write up uh, like evaluations for people and tell them about their results and what they can do to get better. Um, He says, on my last blood work, my EGFR came back below 90. It is calculated by the lab by creatine levels. Last was 1.04. Other were around 1.0 to 1.2 ranges. Should I be worried about these values? I was training before all these tests and eat plenty of protein. Currently at 245 pounds, 15% body fat. My doctor wants me to check them again in a few weeks. He isn't concerned, but he wants to keep an eye on it. Um, I got some astragalus powder um already take 12 grams per day and heard vigorous steve say that it helped rested blood pressure is 110 over 55 i'm a cardio bunny (laughs) at 245 (laughs) Um, got any recommendations or any further tests for me in store um don't want to let it go too bad right so put this in perspective i probably only see one in 50 tests of anyone who trains who has an EGFR anywhere near 90. Okay. Where where should it be? Above 90 is the technical, clinically correct range. Um, Most are 60s, 70s. So from, from someone who trains, if it's just below 90, I mean, he hasn't given us a figure, he just said it's below 90. If it's just below 90, I really wouldn't be super concerned in the slightest. In order to get the most accurate test of your creatinine, you're going to need to at least have rested for three days and you need to make sure you're well hydrated. The problem is creatinine is used in a little complex calculation to, to calculate estimated glomerate filtration rate, which is what EGFR is. But creatinine is influenced by protein intake. It's influenced by hydration. It's influenced by training. It's influenced by muscle mass. And is that what he meant? Because he said creatine. Yeah, and it's it's creatinine. Yeah, I read creatine. So that's what I thought. But supplementing with creatine will affect creatinine levels as well. Okay. So I'm actually surprised. I mean, it just shows the difference between the American Health Service and the UK Health Service. If you went to your GP in the UK with a level just under a 90, he wouldn't even give a shit and he wouldn't even look at it. Hmm. Um, I've seen guys go with levels of 65 and the GPs have gone, they're fine, fuck off. Hmm. Um, they tend not to react over here unless you're less than 60, and even then they can be slow about it. Okay. So I wouldn't be overly concerned. 
if you want to do a more accurate kidney reading where you're not relying on creatinine levels, which obviously can be very easily adulterated, then I'd look at doing a cystatin C. Okay. But from what, if he's close to the 90 range, I wouldn't particularly be concerned at this point because I don't think there's any cause to. All right. OG Lanza, thoughts on doing sub-Q everyday injections instead of IM for a cycle? could be a lot of oil to inject sub-Q, but I guess if he's doing it every day, depends how big the cycle is too, right? Well, yeah, I write his cycles, so he should fucking know. Um, oh, this is a client of yours. <laughs> um, I suppose technically there's no issue. The only... So one of when you talk about in, injecting drugs, one of the risk factors of injecting drugs is that you are breaking the body's natural defense barrier, which is the skin. Hmm. So every time you inject, you run the risk of infection. Now, obviously, we, we apply good protocols. You know, we clean the injection site. We use sterile equipment and everything else. But every time you inject, you do run the risk of infection. Sub-Q can be an issue for some people injecting particularly anabolics you can get some localized reactions so one would depend on how well you cut you tolerate the, the the actual compound you're intending to inject sub q and the other thing would just be the frequency of injection yeah but apart from that there isn't really any issues you are limited for volume though sub q yeah so yeah, there would are. be a limitation as to how high you could go in total dosage or you'd be doing several daily injections in different sites in order to get the volume of oil in that you would require. So I that would to be do, my only downside. I tried to do 0.5 to 1 milliliter of injectable D-ball at one time. It wasn't a great idea. I would be very reluctant to go over 0.5 in a sub cube. Yeah. All right, question for the next show. I've tried to run DECA several times, and a day or two after injecting, I break out in a rash all over my chest and back. I've tried different labs and have the same result. I'm assuming I have an allergy. Do you guys think it would be the same thing if I were to run NPP? Strangely enough, people seem to get very marked different reactions to DECA to, to NPP. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, technically, it's the same compound. Uh, it's just the edification that's changed. But people do report significant better toleration of MPP than they do of DECA. Hmm. Uh, and I, I genuinely don't know why. It, it, it's I, I'm not sure. I mean... I worked with a guy who couldn't run Trent Ace, but he could run Trent E all day long. Hmm. He just found that the no, acetate not ester... That I can understand because of the 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 peak plasma levels you're going to get from Trenace and the milligram per the milligram content per milligram of dose drug you'll get with Trenace is going to be much higher. So I sort of get that. I don't know. But you would you would I would suspect that if all things being equal, that if somebody didn't get on well with Deca, they'd get on even worse with MPP. And yet, people seem to tolerate it much better. I think it's an um, ester thing for some people. That's what I'm hmm. getting at. Because yeah, he, he was able to handle uh, 200 milligrams 
of Tren E per week, but the second he took a Tren Ace shot, it made him feel terrible. Like, but then like the other terrible shot re- reaction and stuff. The other thing I've I've seen as well. Well, it's like I can't I can't inject test prop, but I can inject test length. Yeah, I get massive swellings off test prop unless I do if I do over a quarter of a mil. But the other thing I've seen as well is that people will will obviously when you use a new compound, compound you tend to go into it quite low because it's the first time you're using it. You don't want to use a huge amount because you want to see how you react. And I've seen people use two, three hundred megadeca and have problems, mm-hmm. but then they've used six hundred or seven hundred megadeca and had no problems whatsoever. Hmm. Uh, and one thing that seems to happen with deca, and I'm not for one moment advocating everybody doubles their doses, but the the higher it goes, the better tolerated it seems to be for a lot of people. Yeah. Huh. I've never heard that before. Yeah, it's, um, and I think, and I, it's not just my findings, there's a few people I've talked to about it, but I think it's down to total DHN levels, and that's why there's a difference, because even though DHN is much less uh, than DHT, if DHN levels are so high, the, the actual volume of DHN overpowers the fact that it's not the strongest of compounds. Hmm. We had another question that I feel like it could be even similar. He says um, he's getting rosacea from test sip. He heard in Europe they use sustenon for TRT. Do you have any experience with sustenon? I wonder if he changed ester, if you would have a better reaction. Well, he doesn't want to be running three hundred mega sustenon for TRT for a start. <laughs> God no, no. Um, it's the the actual prescription guidelines are 250 milligrams of sustenone once every three weeks. I thought it was every day for 21 days. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> you ever hear that then, cycle? And then people will then usually end up running about 250 every two weeks. But yes, I I do know someone who runs TRT sustenone split by weekly, and his levels are always high. Yeah. Huh. Um, and he's he's not he's still doing the total dose of two fifty meg a fortnight, but yeah. his levels are always high. We're splitting the dose, so uh, you might find sustenone's better tolerated. Yeah, um, it, it's definitely a more stable compound. Um, all right, a couple more here. Patty said, "Hey guys, oh yeah, I was gonna tell him this. Okay, hit a wall with my cutting cycle." Titrating up dosages over 15 week cycle now. 700 tests, 600 EQ, 500 trend E. Did play around with T3 at 50 micrograms and clan at 100 for five weeks. And I only dropped one kilogram but felt flat. Diet is 2,350 calories a day at current weight of 87 kilograms. What am I doing wrong? Killing myself in the gym and can't dip below 14%. He's going to need to eat less food, is what he's going to need to do. You know, that's what's going to have to happen. I don't care. This is an example of that the steroids don't do the work. It, it's the diet. It's yeah. really the diet here. 100%. Either eat, eat less or move more. Yeah. Dan in the live stream says, Gyno issues won't go away. Currently at 500 tests, 300 mast, and recently introduced 300 trend. Going into prep before I ran a TRT for four months, and even then, gyno would not subside. I have increased my aromacin to 12.5 milligrams per day and added 60 milligrams of Novadex. Is there anything that will stop this apart from surgery? 
Um, right. Dan, are you getting pain? Yeah, are you getting irritation and pain of the nipple at this stage, or is it just the lump? So there's, yeah, so there's some conflict there because he's talking about gyno in two senses, uh, and I think potentially possibly doesn't fully understand gyno. You start with inflammation and swelling, and that eventually forms tissue. No amount of estrogen management is going to get rid of tissue. However, it has been shown that low-dose, long-term Novadex does actually lower established gyno. Um, surgery is the other option. But also, you're running a cycle with 500 tests. The Masteron is nowhere near high enough to manage that amount of estrogen from test. You're running actually quite a low dose of aromacin, and then you're running trend that increases estrogen sensitivity at the nipple and increases prolactin. So you're doing everything you could do to make the situation worse. So instead of guessing and throwing drugs at a problem when you don't know what you're doing, in the sense, not you don't know, but in the sense of you don't know what the picture is hormonally, I would suggest you test your estrogen and prolactin. Well, you can't test your estrogen now because you're on trend and that'll fuck the result. Test your prolactin. See where your prolactin is. Deal with that if it's an issue. And I would actually increase your estrogen management because your estrogen management's not going to be high enough for those doses. All right couple more here where was this one um alistair berry and i answered this one on his uh on the live or on the youtube stream too uh gents just started carb loading i weigh 85 kilograms fluids are four liters a day getting uh the most horrendous lower leg cramps at night any advice and i would tell him to look into hypokalemia is what I would suggest doing. That mm -hmm. is when you're when the insulin levels go up, you can end up pulling the potassium out of your blood, uh, and then you end up getting cramps. You ever get that, Dave? Like you have a big cheat meal, uh, like in, when you've been in a dieting phase, you have a cheat meal, and then you start cramping afterward a couple hours later. No, I've seen it happen, but I've, I've had it happen to me before. Um, Got one more here in the live stream. I saw Anadrol. So this is a question for Dave, I bet. Just curious, I'm currently in a mass phase and gaining about two pounds a week, 11.5 pounds in six weeks. I know this might be more personal preference, but do you feel that is too slow or I might be wasting the cycle? Currently on 300 tests, 300 MPP a week with 50 Anadrol a day. Thanks, great show as always. Yes, definitely wasting the cycle. You should be gaining at least two pounds a day. Mm. Two pounds a day, huh? So 14 definitely, pounds a week. Definitely. No, complete waste of cycle. No, mate, you're doing really well. That's that's yeah. decent gains, pal. Yeah. <laughs> you could only gain so much muscle at once, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, you've got limitations, food, absorption, everything else. Um, but to do, if it's if that's a solid, I mean, obviously, it's not all going to be muscle. We know there's going to be some water retention as we're fine there but 11.5 in six weeks of potentially a 22 to 25 pound gain in a, in a 12 week cycle that's fucking good progress that's solid is that yeah i wouldn't be fucking sniffing at that at all i'd be very very happy with that that's good i mean some of it's going to be water if you're using anadrol but mm -hmm. hey yeah. you know you're growing muscle and he's only six weeks in so he should yeah. be able to keep putting 
putting more size on. No, I, I, that, that's solid progress, mate. Well done. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be be worried about that or or disappointed with that at all. I'd be curious to know how his training was. If he is progressing in the gym, and if he's progressing in the gym, then I'd be super happy with what's going on. You know, mm. yeah, he's, not, he's getting stronger. Yeah, if he's not getting stronger, then maybe look at that. But you know, I assume if you're taking that gear, you're getting stronger, right? All right. I'd be worried if you were. That's all we got, Dave. Um, so you're going to live out a, a childhood dream, you said, at the end of the week. Yeah, I'll tell you off So you told the people this, and now you're not going to tell the people what your dream is. You're going to leave them wondering. It's not to it's, meet it's Michael Jackson. Better, it, is it to, it's not Michael it, Jackson's it, dead, no. so you can't meet him. Right, it's a materialistic goal. It's, it's irrelevant, but I am just so I'm. I'm tired. It's raining. I'm a bit fed up. But on Friday, <laughs> I may actually complete um, a, a lifelong dream. So it's a bit of a weird week. I'm excited about that, but I'm just like, fuck, I need all of it. Um, and it wouldn't have been possible without the help of my amazing wife and actually a very good friend. Um, who stepped in at um, a very strange moment and and sort of made it possible, but um, yeah, no, I don't. I don't like being public about personal um, materialistic things. But you wanted to tell us though that the, just the principle of it, I guess, is what you're saying. Well, no, you 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 they, asked they, me how many week was and my so, week okay. is. Yeah, uh, yeah, the principle you know, of it is it's a good thing. I'm probably just. I'm probably just being too honest. I should have just kept my fucking mouth shut and said nothing at all. But <laughs> That's I, I am, okay. I am That's okay. That's it's okay. 35 years in the making. I am Holy genuinely shit. excited about it. So, wait, childhood um, dream. You were a child 35 years ago? Is that what you're 15, telling me? 16, 16. Oh, I see. Okay, I see. But it's, yeah, it's just, you know, it's, it's the, the, the item isn't really particularly important. It's just yeah. it's something that I've spent 35 years wanting to achieve. And with the help of two very important people, I'm actually finally going to, well, I have the ability to achieve it, whether I will or not, it's still yet to be decided. All right. Well, that's cool, man. I am exhausted. I was at Swiss all weekend. I got to hang out with a bunch of really cool people. In fact, I are you familiar? I know you guys. You're kind of removed, Dave, from like the strength and fitness community over here. Do you, are you familiar with a company called Elite FTS? Yes, I am. So I went to their their compound. Oh, oh, I, 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 right, right. No, hang on. I've got to say this because I'll forget. Okay, say it. Right. Say it. So I mentioned that I went to the PCA finals, and there were oh. some people on the stand that asked where cabbage was and I couldn't remember what the stand was called. Did they get a hold of you and pissed and were they pissed? Yeah. It, well, I don't know if they were pissed, but it was effective nutrition. So shout out to effective nutrition. I apologize. I couldn't remember the stand and don't worry. I'll bring Christmas cabbage next time. Right. Effective you, nutrition. Okay. Now I got to go to the compound and check out the elite FTS compound and it was pretty badass, man. Like as far as gyms go, for powerlifters, that place is a mecca, and uh, it 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 was it was cool, man. I got to see people like people moving some serious weight, like it was just normal work. You know what I mean? Like seven plates on the bar bench, just like hey, I'm gonna do a seven plate bench. So what what you're saying is um, you got to see people using your max lifts for warm ups? 
Oh, easily. Easy. <laughs> easy. The set's just 30. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, guys, we appreciate you tuning in. Um, check out our sponsors, and uh, we appreciate you know, all your comments, all that stuff. And, hey, guys, you know, if you're new to our content, oh, shit, Sustanon. Dave, what do you think about Sustanon? Deep dive. Real quick. Let's do a quick deep dive for uh, that guy from the beginning of the show. Remember him? Wolf, we told, wolf, we promised. Wolfgang. Wolfgang, yeah. yeah. We got to do a deep dive now. So Sustanon is like any other testosterone. It just has several esters. So anytime he asked us, like, could we direct him to our content about Sustanon? Anytime that we talked about testosterone, it was basically uh, the same thing as Sustanon. So you could search any of that, or you could just, you know, I don't know. You know what I would. You know what I would do, Wolfgang. I would not watch this podcast again because it's absolutely shit. Yeah. And I would actually. Wa- I would actually watch Scott Stevenson because he is much much better than us, and he'll be able to answer your question in so much detail that my brain would just implode if I tried to do that. I don't know if Scott would like about Sustanon because it's a pretty basic question. He just, he likes to take things that are a little more advanced. He could it's, probably it's go to just brand, another channel. Brand, he could probably just go to another brand, channel. You know. All right, Vic, try vigorous Steve. Yeah, go to Vigorous Steve. Ask him what Sustanon is, and uh, or go to Chase Irons. Ask Chase Irons, Chase, what is Sustanon, and do a deep dive. He'll take care of you. He'd be happy to. Tell him we sent you. 